Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. Uh, this week we have a very special guest. Uh, we have JL, John Louis. JL's bringing his South African knowledge um, and you know, coming in and we're excited to chat because we haven't really, haven't really chatted about South African beers at all, have we? No, I can honestly say I've never tried a South African beer. You've never had like a Superbock or something like that? Tell a lie, I've had a Superbock. There you go, so yeah, you've had the, the token... English South African beer. You get them in like Nando's here, which is our token South African restaurant. Right. <laughs> so it's probably far from the real South African like experience of beers. I haven't had a super buck. No, there you <laughs> go. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so that's it. I think that's why we just we need you on to kind of up, like it, like in, give us insights into what's happening in the in the Safa beer world. Um, you know, now obviously you live here in the UK, so you know what are you liking in the UK beer? We'll t- we'll chat all through that at the moment, but um, I guess just you know, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. It's great. It. It's great having you. <laughs> it's great having you on. And uh, and you were saying this. So this is the first podcast you've been on. Uh, indeed, especially talking about beer. Yeah, it's a fun podcast to start off with, right? You know? there's, definitely worse, there's definitely worse ones you could be doing. Yeah, exactly. You'd be trying to solve true crime murders and stuff, you know? Like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so what are like the, the mainstream like South African beers that you'd get over there? So actually, interestingly enough, there is a beer here, which is a good South African beer. Mm. And it's brewed here and then shipped back to South Africa. It's called a Zulu Blonde, if you can oh, get I've it. I've not heard of it, actually. Um, I'd have to check exactly where you can get it. Mm. But um, so that's, I uh, um, can't remember his name right now, but he started brewing it in KZN. And um, in SA, like I've told you, you mm. either have to have a massive brewery. Yeah. Well, the craft beer scenes like quite limited so okay. he he was quite original in that he looked at options on how to brew on scale and sab or now ab inbev mm-hmm. won't wherever they've chopped it up you yeah. know they won't brew your beer they'll maybe buy your brand so he looked into coming over here and he was like one of the first guys i'd ever heard of, of doing basically gypsy brewing so okay going to one of the big brewers here and with his recipe that he had done mm. there and it's called a Zulu Blonde and started selling it here as well. Guys love it. Yeah. Okay. Lots of ex-South Africans here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it's, and then ships it back to SA where he sells it. So he, hard, he still owns the hotel and stuff where he yeah. has his small little brewery, but most of it's brewed here. No. I mean, that's a genius. So he's he's got a... He's, Perfected his recipe in SA, but he's come over to the UK to, to make it work, and then he ships it back to South Africa. I mean, that's, you know, so what is it about the South African scene that it's not, like, suitable to set up a brewery and, you know, like a craft brewery? You were saying it's not got a big craft beer scene. Yeah, so, I mean, the craft beer scene kind of exploded there about... Okay. Um, probably about 10, maybe 15 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the major issue is, and and it was probably his name was Richard. So it's probably um, what Richard found is like you basically could only get lager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. In okay. SA, so um, like you, there, there were a lot of homebrew clubs mm-hmm. where guys would share their knowledge and oh, brew okay. yes. oh, the real crowd, like, like no, real brewers. brew in your yeah, garage, yeah, yeah. like something different. And remember, obviously, we obviously also went through apartheid, which meant we had no access. I mean, I was little at the time, mm. but 
and it's not something you think about until you're older but that's probably also had an effect on why we only had lager for so long okay and it's what the guys drank it's what they sold so it's what was brewed yes yeah um so i think the same with richard like to do something different you kind of had to brew it yourself yeah and obviously sab at the time they're definitely not going to help you brew at scale and oh, potential competitor right you know yeah i think the major issue actually is distribution really right like okay. brewing beer is one thing but distributing it is another and mm. and the whole licensing around beer is quite complex in south africa okay. so if you get a license to brew it's it's to a building so this kind of talk goes into the whole craft beer scene and why it's complicated so yeah. i have a little bit of a bug bear with craft beer and essay at the moment because they're all brewing lagers yeah okay if we've learned anything lager is coming back exactly so these guys you know they're brewing other beers but um like what they're painting and and what most of these guys when they grow is they just start bringing lager which um i think like because that's what the that's what drinkers in south africa are expecting it's what sells right so you got to pay the bills when you get to a certain scale and so the thing with um brewing an essay is if you have a license for a brewery Mm. it's linked to a building Mm -hmm. so or to a premises so first of all you limited with where you can brew it has to be a light industrial area okay and then once you get the license normally attached to a building so what often happens is guys start brewing they invest their own cash Mm -hmm. so obviously the building they get is normally quite small right and they think oh when i grow i'll grow into the space but very quickly they start realizing your kind of neighborhood can you know, you can sell to your neighborhood like 10,000 liters of beer pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. And that's not a lot of cash. And mm. that's you brewing 24 hours a day. So mm. now you're making no money. Mm. You link, and then they go, okay, well, we just need a bigger space. But yeah. then they realize, oh, hold on. My license was attached to the building. Oh, so it's right. not so easy for me to get another space to brew in. So right? you can't just transfer a license to a new bigger space. No, so and, you're actually quite restricted in like scaling so so the entry could be quite quick you can get a lot of little microbreweries whatever but then when you're starting to get to that next rung up that next size like trying to outside your neighborhoods you know the, exactly. the city over even you know it's, so then investment yeah. starts becoming big because mm-hmm. you have to actually have a lease you're going to have quite a big premises you have to probably um pay lots of fees to have architects map it all out yeah. so that when you apply for your license all that stuff sorted mm. So you can see that jump from that kind of real craft beer scene to that next level of making it profitable is yeah. quite big. So to be honest with you, SAB and or AB InBev, mm. they've been quite supportive of the craft beer industry because I think they realize it's not ever really going to be major competition. Yeah. And the other issue with SA is unlike the UK, um, it's really vast distances between places yeah. where you can yeah. sell. So when you look at a company like ABM or SAB, 
they're actually a logistics company. They're yeah, not necessarily yeah. a brewery, right? Mm. So, I was gonna say, with that, because well, in, in England you can have these small breweries, but you can find them all over the UK. So you can have one brew down in Cornwall. You could even get it up in Scotland just because of the distance. We don't have to travel. So do you find in South Africa there's a lot of I suppose craft breweries, but only local to that area. So, so you might go to a town and they'd be like, oh, I'll go and try so and so. And you'd be like, never heard of it. Like Durban is like, this is, I, I have Durban beers, but you'd never find it in like Pretoria or something. Yeah. So 100%. Know. So it's okay. Sulu Brown that I mentioned mm. earlier. You won't really get it outside of KZN, I mean, almost not outside of the town he's in. And I think it's mostly just logistics. So in yeah. some cases, so there's like a, there's a weird little bridge, right? And I suppose, um, what's the brewery in the States? Old Sam. Sam Samuel Adams. Samuel Adams. <clears throat> no, no, no. It's, uh, okay. the, uh, Dogfish Head. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was so he's oh. he's permanently petitioned to change the, the law as to what classifies as a craft brewery mm. because he's grown so much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that he still wants to be classified as a craft yeah. brewery, but technically he's pretty big. Yeah. Well, like, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. There's so many different like qualifications of what makes a craft brewer anymore. And even to the point where you can be massive craft brewer, but as long as 50% of your, of your brewery is not owned by another brewery, that means you're still an independent craft brewer, which is like, hang on, how does that make any sense? You're like, it so doesn't work. No. Sure. <laughs> Not that bitter. <laughs> so, yeah, so in SA, there's only a few breweries that have kind of gone through the, um, where you can find it everywhere across the country, but they'll only be in kind of major centers. Yeah. And a lot of them piggyback on some other kind of way of sorting out the logistics yeah. so there's either a specific company that they deal with that gets the beers to where they need to go mm. and they uh, um, and i think a fair portion of those are ironically in cape town okay. which is where i'm from and mm. um, there are one or two in joburg now that are starting to kind of uh, and to be fair i haven't been there for a year and a half. Yeah, so say, well, you've got stuff coming trips fast. So you can, uh, <laughs> I'll have a look. I'll have yeah. a look. But um, yeah, in SA, like kind of the, the main breweries was that you could kind of buy everywhere was Devil's Peak. And Devil's Peak went through a patch where they employed a lot of ex-SAB yeah, okay. guys. Okay. So they obviously got a lot of that knowledge in-house. Another guy, um, it's a guy called Wolfgang. He is German. Yeah, sounds it. <laughs> and he actually brews unbelievable beer. Yeah, and, Germans know a thing or two about beer. beer. <laughs> he's actually, so there aren't many master brewers in SA, and okay. he's one of the independent ones. So okay. he's not linked to, I think AB Inbev have about six. Mm-hmm. And um, So will he go around like share his expertise with breweries and stuff then to help? So he was part of, so in, so like I brewed when the craft thing first started, I brewed at home mm. and I had this kind of idea at one point that I would set up something small and then my dad could do it. Um, I would kind of check it out from the outside. And actually Wolfgang was, uh, so <laughs> you laugh, but our, our kind of homebrew society in yeah. the Western Cape was called the South Yeasters. Uh, <laughs> no, I've got a lot of time for that. <laughs> and it's named after we have a very strong wind in Cape Town called oh. the South Easter. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's oh, like okay. notorious. So we were called the South Easters. And actually, Wolfgang was a 
massive member and he was brilliant like mm. he would help anyone and like i mean yeah. obviously I, I always said with beer like i think when you're at abm bev's level it's science yeah like you press yeah. a button and it kind of happens yeah and um, whereas i think with craft beer i always said it's kind of a blend of art and science so yeah. There's a science behind it, but there's a lot of creativity in it. And the thing with someone like Wolfgang is you kind of have this idea and you're making stuff up, but he knows like the science behind it and he can really help you yeah. marry the two. Um, and one of the other beers in SA, big breweries in SA, Devil's Peak that I mentioned earlier, he, the guy actually came out of the Southeast as the, mm. the main brewer. I mean, it's changed a lot since then, but... Um, he, he kind of started it and it evolved to this whole massive Amazing. thing with investment. and it sounds, it sounds like I need to join a club with mine. You with, do need to join I need your to join of the South East down, South in down, down in Weymouth. What would they be called in Weymouth? Um, I don't know. I've got a, the Wet Hoppers? The Wet Hoppers, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because my brewing is distinctly average. So, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's at the starting point. Let's yeah. put it that way. It's it's, it's, a, it's unique. It's more it's ideas. <laughs> you need a Wolfgang, basically. You need a Wolfgang, yeah. Do, Realize yeah. your ideas. You not, know? not just me and my flat. Yeah. <laughs> so he made a chili beer. Which is, oh, right. Yeah, which is, you know, there's a, there might be a market for yeah. it. Who knows? Yeah. It, it was stronger than anticipated. Yeah. On the chili front. On the chili front, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the first beers I brewed, I called it Dog Breath. <laughs> So original. I mean, that would have sold. Eh? Yeah, like. I know. <laughs> Absolutely, you'd have like, a cult following behind yeah. Dogbreath. Yeah. That's amazing. It, it, it sounds like one of the things all the old boys order in the bar. I'm like, find a dog breath, please. <laughs> <laughs> hairs on your chest. That oh <laughs> no, was great. And then, so you were saying like distribution, right? So obviously you've got your like, areas and obviously there's a lot of bars and, 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 you know, restaurants you get to build a network with, with that. But when you're thinking kind of, I guess, on like a national level across SA, are there like, you know, supermarket chains that are in every place? So if you were to get your bottled or canned beers into said supermarket chain, you'll then can spread up. Like well, you can here in the yeah. UK, you know, like Richard's saying, you get, you're a Cornish brewer. You get in with like Tesco's. You probably stocked most in most of the country. Up and down the country. Yeah, like the, I think the real... The real challenge with SA is that the market's like so much smaller than the UK. I mean, right. you realize that when you kind of move here. Mm. Like, although it seems big and stuff, like it's really small. So, for instance, like you have four uh, supermarket chains that you can maybe get into. Um, and only a couple of those will probably stock independent beer, for instance. Oh, okay. So, um, and even if you get in with them, I think the relationships can be quite complicated. So mm. um, some of them will want you to handle your own distribution. Some of them will, you can piggyback maybe on their distribution. Okay. And even then, I think they're limited. Like, so um, <clears throat> obviously I'm talking just pure business, but sure. there's a whole layer in SA which is very complicated, mm. which I alluded to a part at earlier, and it's called Black Economic Empowerment. Okay. So you'll probably find there's a lot of middle companies now that handle logistics. Mm -hmm. So you probably got to kind of piggyback on those and you'll find in each region they're different. So it's complicated. Okay. So okay. I think like um, SA guys are very uh, entrepreneurial and resilient. Yeah. Like they're creative around solving those problems, but they do exist. And I think it's, it's, it's not like here where like 
you you'll go to um like even if you went to a major shopping center mm. that had a massive selection it would be tiny compared to like if you go to tesco's i mean even if yeah, i go to yeah. tesco's down the road yeah, and look at beer selection it's just crazy in my mind to see how many beers yeah. are there yeah. yeah like i'd have to go to a speciality liquor store yeah. in sa that are known for stocking a wide variety of beers and i don't know what the kind of back-end complications are to them stocking those mm. but it's it must it's be a lot rare. of their own like relationships getting those beers brought in like doing the research doing the grunt work basically to get those in a fair amount and yeah. i mean i alluded to it earlier guys are only drinking lager so why mm. would they like if you're a profitable business and you're trying to make cash why would you stock dark beer sure. or ipas yeah. or something different and mm. um, like something that has always blown my mind i always wanted to try it when i came here it was a sour beer yeah the only other one i ever tasted was devil's peak made one like as an off thing that they did it was ridiculously expensive it came in a champagne bottle <laughs> <laughs> but i just had to taste yeah, it. it a real pompous yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. it was yeah. it was awesome and then i came here and where we live like yeah. in tunbridge wells like this fuggles bar yeah just going there just seeing how many beers are on tap <laughs> and there were at least five sour beers on yeah. tap those sours are so um, i mean you've got a whole brewery of vault city that only makes sours experimental sours but that's it and you can get them up and down the country and that to, to your point though that's like crazy because it is it's not a, a sour beers for me wasn't really something i'm really that interested in when i was in the no, states yeah. they were quite popular but i was like i don't really get it they're too sour for me whereas coming here I like sours my fa- like one of my favorite drinks now you know because there's such a variety of different flavors and pa- palettes you know that you can have with, with sours i find it's like eating those sour worms mm. like you can only have a few and yeah. then like you're going no yeah. <laughs> yeah, i don't think i get like through a six pack no no <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was, it was some of the stuff we were trying at the craft beer festival last year in london there mm. were some absurd sours yeah. that were just like i think it felt like everyone had a sour everyone had a sour yeah as well, actually was, which kind of showed it was the year of the sour maybe it was everyone that, had sour. That raspberry donut one yeah like oh. raspberry donut sour <laughs> and that was like genuinely tasted like a donut which was the really impressive part but yeah that 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 one was too much but yeah, yeah. oh that's wild but I, it's interesting you say about lager because obviously we're talking about lager not on like the macro level. Obviously, lager's always been the most popular beverage, you know, beer wise around the world in every like pretty much every country apart from when you go to like Nigeria where it's like Guinness, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. But it's like um, it's amazing. It feels like SA again. Obviously, you got the collapse of SAB Miller as well, which was like a huge hit to the you know. To, to what you were saying like an outflux of you know skilled jobs just had to dissipate and it kind of but it spurred on the craft beer movement a bit more I guess in in, in SA because of it because we felt that obviously in most places as well like where the UK obviously still Carling and Foster's are the number one and two sold lager, you know beers in the in, in the UK and they're just staple it's really mass lagers and yet you've still got a fledgling, like, growing and if not very powerful craft beer. Craft beer, again, what is a craft beer in quotation marks? But, you know, you've got a lot of variety now still. You know, a lot of these kind of more established, and we've got on the table here, Salt, we've got Beaver Town, we've got Northern Monk, you know, you, you name Vocation. You know, we've got a whole variety of, of, of breweries that have been around now for maybe six, as a, six or seven years minimum that have made themselves like a national favourite. You know, you can find them up and down. And I think yeah. that 
And I don't, I don't see us going away from that. I feel like, you know, that's here to go. I mean, a lot of people talk about, oh, we're saturated with, with choice now, blah, blah. Are you look, your experience that you were just saying, coming from a South Africa supermarket to like a, a UK one and going, this is a huge selection. I had that exact moment when I went to Finland because those guys are very sophisticated, sophisticated in Christchurch. They have a very mature drinking market because like you go into their supermarket it's like you know we maybe have one one like section of an aisle in, in tesco's that has a lot of beers they've got both double sides it's all these different kind of beers and it's not just beer it's like different types of drinks you know like uh, you know long drinks which are like kind of a cocktail but it can't you know it's just it's different but it's just so many different types of, of variety and i think that's it doesn't mean that it's going away that we've got these craft beers i think they're just settling into what this next level of like it's no longer just a a quirky thing just to have uh, you know outside of a fosters but it's staples that are here to stay i don't know what do you think jazz you got no i I completely get that you look at well you look we get ever increasing and ever ever wonderful alcoholic beverages that are now catering to not just your hardcore ale drinker that would be in a pub sort of thing like we've got a craft not a craft pub we've got an ale house near my my flat in Weymouth that is strictly old boys who wouldn't stray anything other than a than a bitter Mm. sort of thing but now the the market is out there for younger people you look at it Mm. younger and younger people are drinking more and more exotic and more crazy beers Mm. out there which I'm there for I like it have you got like latched onto any beers here in the uk that you're you're a fan of yeah so i mean even before i came we like obviously been um following beers for a long time of course um like a a beer i've always admired here is the colonel like Mm. the brewery yeah um and we've like i had a a mate who actually had a had a I mean, he still has it, I think. Mm. It's a very low-key brewing label in SA. And uh, he brewed very bespoke stuff, limited edition. Like, he he was an engineer by day. Yeah. So he didn't need it as a job. So it was never going to be a full-time job. But he had a really good brewery set up. And he would sell very limited editions. And I just really loved that thinking. Like, I loved mm. that... Um, so, so I'm a graphic designer, so I've gone through the whole phase of kind of everything initially being print, and then it was digital is going to kill everything. Yeah. And it's funny, we're in a funny space at the moment where print's far from dead, like, oh, and yeah. and guys want really bespoke, cool yeah. stuff. Like, um, it has its place, and mm-hmm. it's it has its it's kind of falling. I think. That's something really difficult to do in SA, okay. like unless you um, kind of in skulk situation. It's very difficult to be able to do that. Guys are generally trying to quit their day jobs and make it something <laughs> where they where they can earn a living off it. Yeah. Whereas here, I think it's much easier because mm. market's so much bigger. Mm. Even if you have marginal success with it, or you have a really cult following. You can have an amazing yeah, yeah, kind of beer no, and actually yeah, live off yeah. it. Like as long as you're not wanting to kind of own a mansion in Notting Hill or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. And if yeah. if you want to have a good life and do something rad and 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 do something you're happy with, mm. like so, I think that opportunity exists so much more here. 
And like that's what I've always admired about the Colonel, right? He's kept mm. everything really independent, and he's really done what he digs. I mean, his labels are terrible. Yeah, yeah. Like they're <laughs> they're functional, yeah. and I still, when we go out, I still always have a Colonel. Absolutely, yeah, they're great. And got exposed to kind of Brewdog as well and yeah. SA yeah. because they did a collab with Devil's Peak at one point. Yeah, okay. And um, the same kind of thing. Like he's he's a real pariah in some senses in in or the business is a real pariah yeah. how it's yeah. set up it's like anti-establishment yeah. and, and i think originally craft brewing in my head was always kind of like don't accept what what's on the shelf like you can have what you want to have yeah. like we're going to give you choice and real choice and yeah. that's kind of why i'm disappointed with a lot of the lager mm. shift in sa with craft breweries because some of them were like um, some of them were bring like amazing stuff. Like there is still a guy in Cape Town. It's some of the best beer in the world. Like yeah, okay. um, he trained in the States and like, he's mm. got this kind of very uh, simple idea of like, he's of how he wants his life to be. Mm. And he's managed to build this little business um bring just absolutely phenomenal beer and I think there's just so much of that here, like, yeah. um, which is awesome. So I've always been kind of partial to a brew dog. Yeah. If I recognize that, you know, like, it's wild. You can pick yeah. it up and yeah, test it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's such a massively, so I really enjoy Fuggles or that kind of shop because yeah. it allows me to kind of go in and I know at least it's semi curated. Yeah. 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 So it means I can go in and I'm trying really, um, interesting stuff but mm. like the 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 amount of it is just massive i mean for me to recognize and to really yeah. see the difference i think here you have the privilege of going like i like dark beer yeah so mm. i'm gonna try all the dark beer and i don't all even have to have beers. a save yeah. i don't even have to have a favorite yeah. i just have to have a style i like right yeah, yeah. and yeah. i can no. go and find as much as i want and even if i travel into europe yeah. like it just opens up even more right like you don't have that luxury in SA mm. like you it's might like or bus basically you might like a dark beer but yeah. you'll have it when you find it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually ironically yeah. um, I, I've always said AB InBev brew the best dark craft beer okay. in the world yeah yeah um, and it's called the Castle Milk Stout so if you yeah, ever go in South Africa yeah it is an unbelievable dark beer, yeah. like which I'm quite partial to. But yeah. it really is good. I mean, I okay. definitely supported okay. their cause with that beer. Yeah. So if you ever get a chance, try it. I've heard of this Castle Milk Stout. Yeah, it's really people good. have really talked how good it is, actually. So this is definitely something we have to hunt out and find. Is it popular anywhere else? Is it just South Africa, do you think? Um, I must check. I, have, I can't yeah. say I've seen it anywhere else. Well, I, I haven't come world. across it, but I'm sure we could go online and find yeah. someone who would export, who would sell it in the UK or get it to us here. We've definitely got to try that. I'm not a fan of a milk stout. <laughs> no, you no. don't like a milk oh, stout. Actually, but I do like really a milk good. stout. Yeah, you like Guinness, and it's I not a like milk Guinness, stout, no. but it's it's like, you know, it's your that's your entry into the dark yeah. beer world, isn't it? You know. I think, what was the last one I tried? was the one we got from Badger Brewing. Yes. That was a... Oat milk stout. That was oat milk stout, and, yeah. they, and they don't usually make dark beers. Yeah, I think no, you've got to yeah. go with someone who knows yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. 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 they normally roast. They normally roast barley, right, to yeah. get that 
darkness mm-hmm. so the oats is quite weird yeah it was a, yeah it was an, i think they were trying to was, tap on an oat milk scene yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was an acquired taste. It was a... <laughs> yeah i think it's it's interesting i think i so i love i'm gonna definitely try a milk stout i think that's great and uh, again we talked about at the start super bulk but it's it's probably not even south african it's probably like you know never nando's heard of it south it's south, south, nando's the restaurant yeah yeah in 100%. The UK is a fast food chain in south africa but they've pitched it here in the uk as like all about portugal and portuguese and blah 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 i don't know if that's the same thing but so so nando started in sa yeah. and it 100 percent the mm-hmm. whole thinking behind it is this kind of portuguese hot chicken, chicken. yeah um, but it was started by a Jewish guy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's, uh, like it really is. So in SA, it's really a fast food chain. It's actually so expensive here. Yeah. But I haven't heard of Superbock. I must definitely It's like their the staple like, yeah. lager. In, it's like it's pitched as the South African lager, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And I've never seen it outside of Nando's, you know. I think, uh, I'd be interested to know where they brew it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's occasionally on special in the Middle Isle at Lidl. Oh, is it? So, yeah, oh, really? okay. so so super buy, I, th- yeah. I think that's where I last drank it was when there was an offer there. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah. Find some, I would... So what is amazing with Nando's is like he's he's always punted SA. Like okay. he always wants SA on a global stage. He's a massive supporter of arts. Okay. So he's always so all the art normally you see in Nando's mm. is local guys that he's found and he's giving them a chance to kind of and yeah. um, using his platform to give them exposure. So I wouldn't be surprised actually if Superbuck was brewed in SA. Yeah, it could but be, it was right? maybe some kind of small brewery yeah. that he's giving it's a certainly, chance it's to. It certainly got them like popular here because I mean it's the only I was looking in Tesco's before because I was like oh let's try and see if I can get some South African beers and obviously that's nothing you know I was like hoping for something. Um, but I would look out for um, was it Zulu Blonde you said as well? Let's have a look for yeah, Zulu Blonde. That's really good. Yeah. Good that beer. Incredible. So that I'd say is more like a parallel. So oh, I mean, okay, right so, up last yeah, yeah. yeah. that one. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Which you can tell why never sold in SA, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just funny. I just think like, even like the lager drink is like a parallel kind of you know done right, but yeah, hey, that, they're stuck with their thing, you know. Actually, like the thing with lager that blows my mind is um, South Africa is just really not the best place to brew it. I mean, yeah. because it needs because everything about it is cold like um the whole way it's brewed yeah. um to stored etc it needs it's a whole cold chain which is obviously it's from germany where it's from yeah. like it makes sense yes. to brew it there i've just never understood like mm. SA is so hot why they brew it there but well it obviously it needs a di- and also as you said go back to the science of brewing you need to change the how you're brewing it for the climate of you're brewing it and so that must be also a design difficult task not to mention like you said the logistics getting the ingredients uh, that you need week in week out and then you were telling me about uh rolling blackouts and that a whole different thing that's that wild to me the fact <laughs> that the power just goes down i mean but... i don't know how guys are actually um especially breweries i mean they must be have their own power supply of some sort because you can't have your mesh turning off halfway through (laughs) so but it's so like part of the fabric now that these rolling blackouts happen my friend was telling me that he's got like he gets like alerts to say when a rolling blackout's happening there's brilliant like uh, like i said (laughs) essay is full of incredible entrepreneurs there's apps now 
So you can have an app and you just put in your area and it will literally tell you when you're going to have blackouts and it, it's just... It, it works off the system. I so just, I was going to say the closest I can relate to that at the moment is that certain energy companies are asking people in England to turn their power off for certain amounts of time, and you'll get some money back. Yeah, okay. And yeah, someone got thirteen p when they sat in darkness for two hours. <laughs> it just—I'm not going to lie. Like I'm—I'm I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Well, the irony is you're still paying full electricity prices in yes. SA with the privilege yeah. of them turning it off. Turning it off. It's wild. 13p. Uh, uh, I don't uh, know how guys are running. Like, a, the, I mean, it must be affecting smaller breweries. Even, like, microbreweries there must be affected by it. What you're saying, they've got to find their own power sources, and that is no cheap endeavor to find no, your own power yeah. source. No, right? heating uh, mash tons not... It's gonna draw massive amounts of power, right? There's so, only so much. I mean, you know, solar can do only so much, and you're storing it up. It's a night must be a nightmare. Added complexity to already a very complex procedure, which is to brew good beer. It must be, yeah. It's it's probably gonna have to be some kind of generator or something. Guys are running, but then it's fuel costs, right? Yeah, exactly. So it all affects ultimately the, and then price, the end of price of it. Yeah. Exactly. And then if people are, if you're brewing something like a sour that people aren't na- naturally going to go, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fire, then, yeah. I'm just going to brew lager and make some money. I can see why they're doing it, right? Anyway, bottom, scared by the bottom line. Yeah, honestly, this has been great. Thanks so much for coming on and chatting to us about this because, you know, this is a whole open my eyes to, yeah. you know, how easy we have it here, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So much easier to buy beer, yeah. And the best beer is Guinness, by the way. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favourite beer? Is, it, is there one that's still like go to? Obviously, you've talked about Colonel. You've talked about Dogfish. So, so I drink a lot of Brewdog, if I'm honest, because yeah. it's quite readily available. Yeah. And like I do like Guinness yeah. and I really loved it until I went to Ireland and I had it there and then came back here and it really doesn't taste the same. No, <laughs> no, it's the Irish Guinness. I've been to St. James's Gate. I've been in, to Mecca, as it were. I've been <laughs> yeah. like it from the taps from there. It is unbelievable. It's in, in weird. Dublin. It's like it's really like I had a jam and I couldn't tell you what the difference was, but mm. there was just a difference. I've slowly started drinking it again because yeah. it has been... About a year, just yeah. over a year since I went to Ireland, so maybe I've forgotten a little. Yeah. Um, I I like a dark beer, so. Um, well, we've um, we've just done it. It'll come out actually before this one, but we've done a, a, an updated Guinness episode because there's quite a lot of Guinness innovation that's happened yeah. recently, like their 0.0, uh, the which you hated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 0.0 was awful. But you were comparing two like for like, yeah, and like different. Obviously, and then it, and then we had the the nitro surge. Yes, yeah. Which I've got that, and I've got a saved account for you to try actually later nice. on, and it is brilliant. That's it cool. is for as a home brewer, like home version of Guinness. It is much better because you know we tried the, the you know the stout that you can buy in cans you know and then I tried it against the nitro surge and the nitro surge was like hands down was so much better. So actually, that I went to my mate who lives in Ireland, also a Saffa, yeah, and he had the nitro surge at home and his you charge with a USB yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, that's so cool, yeah. like, <laughs> and I was like, geez, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's also just the element that you're charging up as a little device. Yeah, yeah. We, like, yeah. we like that kind of like a bit of beer with a bit of tech you know yes. like low-key tech love it you know? men are very it. easy to please yeah, yeah exactly, exactly they know what they're doing to market to us you know just any pageantry just <laughs> yes. I'm going to start just putting sparklers in my beer yeah that's it <laughs> well that's fab anything last words anyone no no that's good just thanks very much for coming on this has been great thanks for having me awesome
And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>